Hello, audio listeners, and welcome to the Halfwits Podcast, where my brother and I discuss pop culture and geek out about all sorts of nerdy stuff. I'm I, Kieran. Oh, I was going to say, I am one of those brothers. Yes, I'm Kieran, or Kieran Imus Online, and this is oh, Tristan, otherwise yeah, 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 known yeah, yeah. as Tron. I had to do my name, too. I, didn't, I forgot about that part. I don't need that part. Uh, if you're not familiar with the format of the podcast, we each bring a topic from pop culture in a show and tell style discussion with a segment at the end of the pod where we talk about current events in pop culture. Yep. I had it. I got confused, but whatever. We're good. Hey, it's like, like 11, 10, 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, um, it's almost 10. It's late. I'm tired. We're both tired, but we're going to get this done because yeah, we're right. dedicated podcasters. Uh, so, uh, we were talking before the pod about things that we wanted to, to discuss, and it's going to be very wildly different today. We're not in the same ballpark at all. Um, but let's start with something that you've been really interested in. You, oh, yeah. You've given me some nerd homework on Adventure Time because... Fiona and Kate came out, yes. uh, and it just finished up, and I said, I don't know if you want spoilers or not. I'm guessing I can, not. I, I can handle spoilers. I can still appreciate art. So, all right, well, let me give you a quick uh, spoiler alert for, like, 20, 30 seconds. Um, it ends, okay, so Adventure Time ends with Golb being, uh, like, turned into whatever her name was. Ice King's girlfriend. I can't remember her name for the life of me right now. Yeah. But basically, she gets merged with Golb. Eventually, Ice King himself goes and meets Golb in his own realm. And, oh boy, it, he kills the Lich gold does mm. it was pretty crazy long story short cool ending uh everything got saved in the end it was pretty badass um but it's been a, okay well and spoilers over now um pretty good show solid show good show good show um what do i talk about i mean yeah just like talk about maybe why you're interested in fiona and cake what, what draws you to oh, it okay so it's like a sequel series so Adventure Time's been running for years and years. What was yes. it, nine seasons? It, it's crazy. I, it's one of the most successful shows on... Uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. Uh, yeah, amongst, like, what, Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few, like, really good ones here and there, like, I don't know. Is, Teen, Titan, is Teen Titans go... It's Cartoon not... Network? Okay, it's, it's like... Teen Titans originally was good because it was, like, an anime. It was very broody and it was still pretty, like, good. Teen Titans Go takes it and flips it a little bit and makes it a bit more like silly which is why people didn't like it because they thought it was stupid it is different i think it's okay it's got merit um it, it it's pretty funny in a very different way actually it's funny that's the problem is it's funny and people don't want it to be funny well and they make fun of themselves all the time i have seen yeah. plenty of clips where they reference marvel and i think that's hilarious oh uh, yeah yeah or you know like the guy the guy who sang the beetlejuice song you know like um, shake, 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 get yeah. take it all the time. Uh, that guy, he died. His name's like Henry Belfonte, Belafonte, I think. Mm. He died, but they did a little like uh, homage to him by singing the same song in the in the Teen Titans Go thing. It had like uh, Beetlejuice in there and stuff. The reason I bring that up is because like Cartoon Network, right, has a lot of shows that really paid off for them. I feel. Let's just change my topic to Cartoon Network. Let's broaden it out a little bit. I mean, you're closing that door for when we talk about other Cartoon Network shows. No, we can. I'm just talking about Cartoon Network in general. There's a lot of stuff in the world to talk about. We'll find other things to talk about. But there's some good Cartoon Network stuff. Uh, If you want to do that, sure. Sure. We got time. We have to fill up like 20 minutes. If you want to. Okay. So, I don't know. Well, where do we start? Here. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to look up the best Cartoon Network shows of all time. All right. Oh, yeah. Actually, there's some pretty good ones. Okay, so number one on this list is uh, Adventure Time. Uh, Adventure Time is a show where it started out really dumb. Meant to be just complete hijinks of ridiculous animation, silly jokes, like fart jokes, stuff like that. And it eventually grew into having story and like a bit more to it. I'd say it's probably one of the most abstract shows on television. I'd say the only competitor in that category might be... Um, regular show? Regular show. I think there's a lot to compare. Yeah, I wonder where regular show is on this thing. It can't be far down the list. That was that was Cartoon Network? This is all Cartoon... Which one? No, I'm saying is regular show Cartoon Network? Yeah. Yeah, it okay. is. Although I am now realizing there's a bunch of really good shows. I mean, yeah. Regular show didn't have much of a story arc till kind of later. Yeah. It's on here, though. It's on here. It's not bad. I don't know if these are in order of best to worst or not, but we'll kind of just go down the list. But Adventure Time, yeah, it got better. And uh, it started out as like a ridiculous show. It kind of grew out. And I feel like, um, yeah, Regular Show is another one of those. We'll just kind of skip ahead of that one. Where it's about Mordecai and Rigby doing stupid stuff in a world where stupid stuff happens. Like yeah. they find a giant head. Who's a, who was meant to be like the guy who beat was it Pac Man or Donkey Kong or something? I have no idea. Some guy in the real world who was like an arcade uh, arcade cabinet uh, champion, all time like Guinness World Record beater, but he ended up being like a cheater or something. So he's in the show and they like make fun of him or I don't know the eighties or a phone attacks them for a while. I, I don't know. I mean it's the, the whole idea. Bonkers. It honestly it has the same. Um, uh, structure as like a Phineas and Ferb episode kind of yeah but they definitely go crazier or like more out there and weird yeah no I mean that's the whole charm of regular show and I think it was again I think both that and regular show set a precedent for abstractism in TV I mean if you look at, at shows like Smiling Friends that oh, I feel yeah. like Adventure Time and regular show sort of set the idea that those could be popular it's kind of like if you mix Gravity Falls with like Rick and Morty, not in the sense of, like, science like Rick and Morty is, like, sci-fi, but in the idea of, like, weird stuff. Mm. If you kind of mix that with, like, the animation style and, like, the weirdness of Gravity Falls, you kind of get those two shows in different ways. In terms of just general weird and out there. Well, and I think um, what Cartoon Network does extremely well is it takes a weird idea and it grounds it and makes it um, palpable. I mean, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was a mm. fucking fever dream of a show. Gotta get um, those jawbreakers. Yeah, but I think what the, they do exceptionally well is they take characters that are completely non-sequitur, very mm -hmm. abstract, and uh, they make you care about them. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hold on, I'm moving our timer so we can see it over here. Okay. That way we can see it. Um, all right, next on this list is Powerpuff Girls. I haven't watched that in a long time, but I know they rebooted it. Bubbles is the best one. That's probably true. <laughs> Bubbles is the fun one, so I mean... I mean, did you have? Do you remember the episode where Bubbles... Was, like, fighting the mime? No, no. I mean, that's a genius one. I'm talking about the one where they were using a training room, right? And the other two Powerpuff oh, Girls yeah. are always doing, like, level seven and eight and, and kicking ass and bubbles is always put on like the weakest one half a point yeah easy difficulty 
Yeah. And Go fight a jaywalker. She, like, in the middle of the night says, I'm gonna be hard mode. Yeah, I'm gonna and be And she best. sets it to 11 and just fucking goes ham. Mm-hmm. I the the images of that episode were so visceral to me as a child. I we didn't have the whole show or anything, but I think we had like a couple of things we on had, VHS. Yeah, we had a VHS or a DVD or something. Yeah, and for you youngins out there, a VHS is a tape. It's a tape with a movie on it or a show for like two hours oh, long. Okay, it's uh, well, know. I saw a TikTok today about uh, what what's what's the guy's name? Um, he's like the president of the fast food secrets club. Is like his little joke. Um, he's like this black guy and he's like really cool because he always knows like these secrets or like he knows the recipe for everything mm. or he, he he's very like relatable he was talking today a kid didn't know what a cassette was okay but like what what i don't like about that sort of discourse is it it not only dates you by making fun of young people but also like when when kids don't know something it's not because they're stupid or ignorant it's just because they didn't grow up with it right I agree. I just wanted to let them know what a VHS was in case they didn't know what it was. I'm sure. Look, it, Google exists now. If if there's any... Uh, here's what I'll say. In case you don't know what a, a VHS player is or a cassette player, look it up. It's a fascinating piece of technology. I We we were at the tail end of the 2000s when we still had VHS in our house. Yeah. At that point, DVD had started making, you know, an appearance in, in households, especially at moving into like 2005. Mm-hmm. That was like a really big time for that, but... Um. Oh, this one's. Oh, I remember. So the team, the the Powerpuff Girls, there was supposed to be a version on the CW. I think it got scrapped. But about two or three years ago, it was supposed to be like a very serious, like real life, like a live action version of Powerpuff Girls. Very teen drama y kind of mm. thing. Um. I, I I don't know if it got is being reworked or if it just whatever. I'm just going to say thank God it didn't happen. I know you yeah. enjoy some CW shows. I'm so, not a huge fan. I don't like a lot of drama, but I like like The Flash and I like Supernatural. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's going down this list. What's next? Courage the Cowardly Dog. Speaking of abstract. Genuinely terrifying. I, You know what? I enjoy Courage the Cowardly Dog for introducing oh, yeah. kids to horror. Oh, it was, it was, I don't even know if they were trying. I think they were just trying to be like, cool, and it was just not okay. Uh, no, this is it definitely. It just wasn't okay. I would imagine the pitch to this show would be like, okay, as a kid, you're scared of a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, Let's show that it's okay to be scared about things. Courage the Cowardly Dog, yes, his, his, his whole gimmick is that he's scared about stuff, but he does solve the problems that make him scared. Right? Yeah. I, that's the, the genius about He has show. a computer that teaches him how to do everything. Yeah, exactly. It was like Google and your phone before Google and your phone. Yeah, no. I, I really enjoy that show, especially all the memes that surround it are so oh, true yeah. because there were some terrifying things in that early CG era. That one, like, mummy episode. I forget exactly which one it was. But Return the slab. Yes. Return the slab. It's really good. I, I think that's exactly what it was. Uh, next on the list, Steven Universe. I mentioned it a minute ago. Pretty solid show. Look, um, I'll say, you know, when when I watched through the show, I didn't understand how people were so obsessed over it. I remember me first hearing about it was in marching band, like, 2015. Probably, maybe later. 2016, it says on here. So, like, my sophomore year. And somebody was trying to explain it to me. And they didn't do a good job. 
They said it was a bunch of, uh, what'd they say? Lesbian space rocks. They were magic. Wow. That's how it was described. Oh, and, that, and there was a boy there too. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know if that's supposed to make me want to watch it or if that's just, I couldn't, the space rocks that were magic was really confusing to me. I'm sitting there going, how, what, what, are you watching a show about rocks? Is this like my pet rock? Is it just rocks? No, it's not. I mean, very okay. different. Uh, and we could talk about, so the great parts about the show is it's inclusive as all hell. Mm-hmm. It really does give you everything. And and you can uh, associate re- yourself with so many characters in the show. Oh, yeah. they're, they're really good at showing um, how to get around different relationships. Uh, what I don't like about the show, personally, is I feel like a lot of the conflicts that they, they have is always solved at the end. Like, they're, every single problem that they come across, Stephen is like, hey, have you thought about not being a bad guy? Yeah, almost everything. It's... He put his hand on my shoulder like, have you tried not being an asshole? Yeah, I mean, That's yeah. exactly how it is, though. Yeah. and <laughs> Every I, bad guy. I, I feel like if if the show, because I get it, it's supposed to be like a comfort show, but I really wish that they would tackle maybe some of the more evil people in the universe with a little more scrutiny. Like, the 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 leader of the gems, the, the high... White Diamond. Yeah, like, why, why... She's a terrorist. She literally kills people. <laughs> and he's like... Have you thought about not being evil and they're best friends? And I just... <laughs> he, really, he really went, stop. Get some help. <laughs> I, I, like, I get it. But also, they did some pretty irredeemable stuff. There That's is not, some good in the show, though. There is a lot of good. I would agree. I, like, it's a very good comfort 90, show. 90-95% of it was like, okay, this is actually a really good show. And then you get the 5% of like, what? What? Huh? Huh? There were some... Yeah, there were some contrived things in it that I didn't enjoy. But I think it's a pretty good show. Worth a watch. And there's like some sequel series that are basically this... They're not really sequels. Like, they renamed them, like, mm. three times. When they could have just been like, oh, this is Steven Universe Season 6 or 7. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I was like... Oh, oh, I Because they called them exactly Steven Universe Future. Yes. And I think there was probably another one. I can't remember. Anymore. I honestly didn't really get far into that. My my girlfriend talks about it all the time, though. Well, it, when, when that when that series was running, she would yeah, update yeah. me. And stuff. It was good. I liked it. And I was watching it as it came out. I can't believe this is number five on the list, but I'm so glad that it is. I love Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. I talked about this in our himbo tier list that we didn't release. Yep. We 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 recorded a whole thing and then we had to scrap it. I love Johnny Bravo. Oh yeah, he's the so much the epitome of like like not like terrible masculinity necessarily but like exaggerated exaggerated flaws he shows the flaws of masculinity and he's still like if you get to the heart of johnny bravo there are several episodes in the series that show that he's really not doing this because he thinks it's he's doing it because he thinks that it's the way that society wants him to do things it's it's not who he really is he's kind of like the um if you if you how do i put this well himbo is a good way to put it um Oh, I lost my train of thought. Dang it. Well, I can fill the space with Sorry, my, I've been at my, work all day, man. Uh, my brain is going out. I'm going to be like trailing off on a lot of stuff. I mean, that's okay. Uh, what I will say, Johnny Bravo, fantastic show. Obviously, obviously some things are dated. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some jokes in there that are like, okay, maybe not so cool nowadays. But like, oh, I've been playing a lot of Sherlock Holmes games lately. Um, Frogwares makes a lot. 
And it, what it makes me think of is they always put this little blurb at the beginning because it, it shows up in a lot of their games. They go, a lot of like the the way people react and talk with each other and act with each other is dated. It's stuff that's not acceptable today, like some maybe like low level racism kind of stuff or whatever. And they're like, we're not saying it's okay, but it's not okay to also just be like, oh, let's not put it in there because it didn't exist. Well, and before we we continue this in this tangent, I will say Johnny Bravo was really ahead of its time. It was I, in a lot of ways. I when I was when I was watching through the episodes probably like two months ago. Yeah, I only noticed like one or two jokes that I didn't really like. All the rest of them were were fantastic. I think it's a hilarious show. But to can you continue on your tangent with the idea that like yeah, I agree. I don't think it's healthy for us to pretend that these things didn't happen. I think it's okay for us to acknowledge that people were horrible. Yeah, in, in back in the day, especially well, Johnny Bravo is horrible in a funny way, but like that's the point is it's yeah. supposed to take well, those things and exaggerate them. Every episode he gets his comeuppance. That's the yeah, idea. That's is true that too. He always gets his ass kicked for being a, a dick. I think that would, he did a great job at showing like that's not the way to talk to people. Exactly. Yeah. So lesson learned. Thanks, Johnny Bravo, for being a, a good, uh, well, a something dude. Bravo. A great guy. That's right. All right. Ed, Ed and Eddie is next. On, are we sure this is like? organized by best or is it just uh it's just the 32 best of all time i think it's just all of them i don't think it's anything in particular like best order why do you not do not no no i'm not saying that but i don't think ed Ed, and eddie is better than like i don't know i mean they 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 put like cow and chicken pretty high up on this list i don't think i've watched that i have and let me tell you it's just a running stimpy clone that's what it sounds like that's what it looks like so i don't know to make that 10 i don't we'll, we'll get to that in a minute or we'll skip past it or something and then netty that was a good one um uh, well, i didn't watch a ton of it well i so i i watched a decent amount of it when i was younger i don't remember where but i, I probably watched it on tv our cousin had um cartoon network on their tv we didn't interesting to clarify we didn't have cable at all well Well, we had like pbs but that that comes with everything (laughs) well i could actually make a tier list of pbs shows because holy moly that's our next tier list hold on that'd be a good fun tier list pbs shows only oh that reminds me of a space hamster because he was like the arthur stuff oh yeah was it or no it was pb and um the other one austin Oh, I... Peanut Butter Gamer? Yes, yeah. Um, PBG. PBS tier list, question mark? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to look into that. But uh, without going on that tangent, I will say, uh, I think Ed, Ed, and Eddie was... I think it was perfect for its time, really. It was kind of like a 90s show. That was kind of the point. A lot of the characters were very, like, um, cul-de-sac-y kind of kids, some general archetypes. You know, it was about jawbreakers. Go get the jawbreakers. Go do some dumb stuff here and there. It Very was, trailer park. It was an insanely turn your off, turn your brain off show. Yeah, I think it was made purely for entertainment, and I think that's you know what it we did need, its job. We need shows like that for sure. Yeah. Um, Teen Titans, classic show. We could have an entire episode on that. Teen Titans was so instrumental in making superheroes cool and making the young ones have their own personality. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's kind of grown into a lot of different things. A lot of the characters are 
have gone and do, done their own stuff. I could also talk about Young Justice, which was after very, Teen yeah, Titans. Yeah, yeah. I freaking love Young All Justice. All right, out of sake of Kieran getting too excited, we're moving on. Yeah. Uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Now, I'm not, I mean, it was iconic. Uh, they had, uh, yes. I don't know the Jamaican guy that voiced the Reaper, but spot on job. Yes. I mean, if you were going to make a, a Reaper anything besides dark and menacing, goofy Jamaican accent, having a good time, kind of Grim Reaper, that's the way to do it. And honestly, they pulled it off. The two kids, Billy and Mandy, they sucked, but in a good way. I, you know, and that was that was the point. I think, holy moly, did freaking Mandy... I the the amount of episodes where you see her abusing her parents is nuts. <laughs> like, or Billy. Well, she, she kind of messed with him a lot too. Yeah, but he's so stupid he doesn't realize it. Good point. Good show. Good show. It Good was show. it was great. I, I I mean I don't have much else to say about it. It's maybe I don't know if it's worth a watch. I think there's a movie or two. Here's what I would say. I would like you have to be in a very like particular mood to watch that show it's yeah. very it's very dark humor it is very dark humor it's also just a bit older at this point it says it ran for about six years so there's got to be a lot of episodes in there um but it's your general cartoon so a lot of the episodes are probably just filler kind of general stuff yeah um but good show kind of like courage is it's a lot of like random filler episodes although i would watch courage like in my spare time i don't know if i'd watch billy and mandy as much but that's just me all right, now Codename Kids Next Door, great show in my opinion. Amazing. I thought it was awesome. You have some spy kids basically, but they're better than spy kids because they're funny and they're all like relatable in different ways. They have very different personalities. I think it really sparked the imagination too, right? I mean, oh yeah, being like a like oh this kid's got like all this secret stuff and they have all these like special like bases like a tree houses and stuff and they're all against the adults and the teenagers and everything like that yeah i think well and and i do think that what the show that the show's strength is that again having kids be the main focus of the show but not be not making the kids inept cuz so many kids shows right make mm-hmm. If, if there is a kid, it's supposed to be a self-insert, and they really dumb it down. I feel like what, what kid, uh, Codename Kids Next Door did is they made the kids so cool in their own way. You oh, could yeah. put yourself in the shoes of one of them. I mean, they acted like adults. Cool. Yes. They did. They really did. That was kind of, Maybe that was the point, was that they were basically adults. Well, except for maybe, what's the one with the green sweater? That's number three. Yeah, she was she was because number five is the girl with the hat. Number four is the one that was always yelling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be number four. Yeah. Well, it was also really good because they. I mean, I'm reading this little blurb here. They had five completely different, like general. Um, what do you call that? Uh, a very diverse. Uh, what do you call that? Like race, I guess, or general like background. Uh, the main kid was a British kid. Mm-hmm. Number two was an. Av- I'm just reading what it says here. Uh, so number one was no nonsense Brit. Number two is aviation obsessed German American. Uh, number th- number th- and they say number number three was an awfully optimistic Japanese American. Number four was the always ready to go Australian American Wallaby. And Brainy and Cool number five was an African American girl. 
Like they had a very diverse like little cast kind of going yeah. on, so everybody could watch it and feel at least included because they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, especially when you get into the more expanded universe of the oh, show, yeah. and you can see all these other. There characters. was like a few movies or something too. It, like, it was a very successful show. I, I I will say I think the pacing was always a little bit weird to me in in the episodes, but that's just what I feel. Now, okay. Now we just scrolled down to Teen Titans Go, and the picture already has me like, ugh, oof. Again, they like. I get it. I get it. Right? They're trying to be silly and goofy, but they could have chosen other characters from the DC universe to fill that role. They, yeah. especially because they know how popular the Teen Titans series was. It, it it feels a little corporate. It does, and like, I don't know. I'm I'm reading this little blurb here too. And I think this little statement here does it kind of really well. If you've ever thought, if I was a kid with superpowers, I would just be wildly irresponsible, then you probably would love this show. And let's, okay, let's let's also bring this up too. When you're talking about shows, obviously, if you can make it for all audiences, you've hit a home run. Now, they do have adult humor in there too, I will say. But. Yes, but it's almost 100% like catered towards kids like generally yeah yeah like 10 12 year olds i think is the general audience for it probably just about and that for that reason it's not a show for me but i understand that that's not you know my target demographic that's why you had a kid you would be probably okay with this on generally i don't know it's not one of your best shows but like if you had a 10 year old and they had it on the tv you'd have i would say they probably would love it yeah yeah and they try to make it so that some of the adults are like you were talking earlier about like how they have all this different like DCU jokes, or they probably poke fun at MCU too, or <laughs> they had. I remember a clip of it where it's like April Fool's Day. This got really dark. They pranked Rob by telling him his parents were here, or something, and he was like, "Mom, Daddy," runs into this room and they like twisted him up a bunch of Saran wrap or something, and he's like crying. He's like, "Where's Mom and Dad?" And the other guys are like, "April Fools." He's like. Oh, ha, ha, that was very funny, guys. <laughs> He's clearly having a breakdown. And it's clearly like an adult humor kind of thing, playing yeah. it like some DCU stuff. But there's a few, like, gleaming little moments in the show. I'm not giving, I'm not trying to defend it too much. I get it. It's definitely, most of the time, pretty silly. But, like, even, like, this little burp here. One of the best episodes finds Beast Boy roping the crew into joining a pyramid scheme and making an obnoxiously catchy rap song about it. Yeah. That sounds pretty crazy, but I feel like I would maybe watch it. I mean, here's the thing, right? It's another turn your brain off show. I Yeah, definitely. I, I I think that it was a little, it was a little too hated. I think that if people gave it more of a shot, they would find some enjoyment in it, but it's just not for me personally. I agree. I kind of want to skip this one only because it feels just like you're, well, we can talk about it. The Looney Tunes show was just more Looney Tunes, but more of a sitcom version of Looney yeah it was, it was weird but i really enjoyed it it wasn't bad at all i i, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's kind of just a version of looney tunes what we can talk about is what they did to um uh not mm, what's your name the, lola bunny yes Lo, lola bunny in particular was very she, different in this show. she got very ditzy yes and very like weirdly like obsessive yeah it was very different not the movies at all of Space Jam. Or even, like, previous incarnations of the character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very true. It's just, it just felt weird. 
I, you know what? I did see um, one of my favorite animators on YouTube. His name is Pringus McDingus. Pringus McDingus. Uh, he makes some very good animations. And he started putting Lola uh, uh, voice lines from the show on Daisy. And I think it fits perfectly. It probably is about the same. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Uh, but I will say it was very weird to, to see Lola Bunny in this very strange role i i did like the show as a whole though i haven't seen the entirety of it i only i've only seen probably seen, 30 episodes but yeah you know i look at tiktok i've seen many bits and pieces they'll show up and i'll watch them for a minute or whatever you know it's not bad i think the show's not bad from what i have seen okay um gumball pretty i think it's been pretty good i think that the amazing world of gumball might be the best thing that cartoon network has produced the best thing and and hear me out. Here here's why. I think not only is it incredibly funny, it's meant for all ages. It incorporates multimedia. It's one of its uh most profitable franchises, and it teaches incredibly good lessons about uh how to communicate with people. Plus, we can't forget about how the actor for Gumball was with Call Me Carson for a while, and then uh had some. Beautiful voice lines in the voice lines in the voice of Gumball. I don't know if you knew about that. I didn't. Yeah, okay, you know, Colin McCarson made that joke like wood fired pizza. How is he going to get a job now? Because mm-hmm. wood fired pizza. Yes. Like in that episode was like a like a like a talent show, and so they apparently the kid who voiced Gumball was playing Minecraft with Colin McCarson and everybody else, and so they had this whole thing. Where it was just him saying really ridiculous stuff in the voice of Gumball. I thought it was funny. Maybe it's too tangential, but like... And and here's the thing, too. I think, just like you were saying how Adventure Time got more story as time went on, yeah. same thing happened in The Amazing World of Gumball. Gumball is kind of like more regular show, I think. Sure. Just a little yeah. bit, but it's a bit more grounded. Well... It, debatable but i'll agree it does not like the stakes don't blow up the planet it's, yeah, yeah yeah it's more grounded than regular show but it's it's also kind of like t- teen titans go but less ridiculous yeah very similar style i say it's more like regular show because there's a lot of weird characters in that sh- in a gumball mm-hmm. like there's a talking balloon there's a banana you know stuff like that like and it's again, a little weirder but i i have to i have to compliment like i said i understand like there are things that I would more prefer watching than World of Gumball, but I can't deny that it is one of the best pieces of media that, that Cartoon Network has produced. And is Darwin adopted or what? Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I didn't watch enough. I've watched a bit of the show. Um, I think it just slipped my mind after a while, so I've probably got a season or two in there. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I assume so. There's bunnies and cats. It's the family. So like, Yeah, they, they go into the backstory of Darwin, but essentially, yeah, the, the, the whole... Uh, idea of the show is genius i, yeah. I and i have to uh, applaud the the craftsmanship yeah i want to get onto your topic so we're going to kind of like speed through some of these uh we bear bears is fun uh we bear bears is cool i it's not for me oh you didn't like it i like um, ice bear, ice bear. I, I like i i understand it's 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 a very comforting show i think for some people but for me it's just not not my jam i think it's another show and like i'm reading it now but i already knew it it's very similar to k and d as well where the characters also have some general all backgrounds sure ice bear is clearly like kind of strange in his own little way oh i didn't know that um let's see why i thought they were going to talk about all of them (laughs) Either way, I do I do like the show because it does have some interesting diversity of uh, brown bear, 
a sure. panda bear and, an, and a, a polar bear. I almost said ice bear again. A polar bear. And it's like they're very different, but they're also kind of similar to where they would be from and how they would act. Um, Flapjack. The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack was weird as hell, but I thought it was cool. I, you know, I think that it set the groundwork for Alex, Alex Hirsch's uh, career. I think that yeah, Chowder... Yeah, it was his show, wasn't it? Yes. I think Chowder is a way better show. Oh, yeah. Chowder's way better, but you're right. Flapjack kind of led the way for that on its terms of weirdness. Yes. In general, just goof... Abs- absurdity. That's the word I'm seeing right here that kind of accurately... Yeah, absurdism, abstractism, yeah. Yeah. I, Weird yeah. show. Candy Island. Uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Classic. Classic. I think it's pretty, pretty accurate. Oh, boy. One of my favorite Cartoon Network shows. I think this is the best Cartoon Network show. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Have you watched it? I have. All of it? You made me watch all of it. Oh, well, there you go. I think it's the best because they took Scooby-Doo and they said, all right, let's make it. They, they, they changed up the formula of it being every episode is completely different to having an overarching story across two. Where, uh, as I'm reading now, apparently, I must have missed this, they reference Saw, the franchise, Twin Peaks, Nightmare on Elm Street. I knew they did H.P. Lovecraft. That's kind of the whole vibe of the show. In fact, I think Lovecraft himself is like a cameo. Taylor Lautner's in there. His name's like Baylor Lautner, or Baylor Hotner is in there. I don't know. I like it. I think it's beautiful. I'm going to correct your statement. Which part? This could have been... Oh yeah, yeah. This about the end could like, have been right, when they like Cartoon Network's best produced media. And then they did what? After two seasons? Well, I know what they did. I thought you were gonna say I was, oh, I was okay. giving you the they chance canceled to say it. it. Yeah. They canceled it. And I don't know why they canceled it. I it's because well the, the show's creator was done with it. But it was like not d- okay. I could totally see that being a thing if he didn't leave it on a cliffhanger. No, and, and genuinely, I think there was a lot of outrage because this show was new. It was fresh. It finally, the, the Scooby-Doo franchise was doing something that made it stand out. It was true to the characters. It they was, made it a mystery of a show. They, yeah. they gave it purpose. It wasn't just, oh, here's an episode where there's another real estate agent who wants to take over this house. No, it was like, oh, there's an overarching problem that they got to figure. It ended up with being like, well, they had to go to a parallel dimension because apparently their dimension was being used to summon an uh, Sumpanaki, an Athenaki or something. I don't know. It was crazy. But it was good. And it was very like you sit there watching it and you're like, oh, man, what's actually going to happen next? What is this? Why am I seeing this? You know, how's it all connect? This is one of the more adult versions of Scooby-Doo. Probably... I mean, I kind of, it's got Matthew Lillard in it, who voiced, who was Shaggy in the two live action movies. Mm-hmm. It kind of carries the vibe a little bit, I think. Just a bit more cartoonish and a little less, like. I mean, here's the thing. I think, I think there is a lot to enjoy about this show. I would still recommend that people watch it just so that they could see what Scooby-Doo could be. Yeah, I wouldn't it be mad be, if they did another show like it. It could be so good. And instead we get things like the Scoob movie. Which yeah, was or Velma. Velma was. Oh my oof. god! Let's not even fucking. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. You want to talk about one of these two or not? Eh. Okay. Samurai, Samurai Jack goaded S tier show. I don't think I ever watched it, but I knew it was an adult. Jesus Christ! You I didn't... didn't know it was an adult show. I thought it was a cartoon. I never watched it. I thought it was a cartoon. I didn't realize it was an Adult Swim like. 
adult show. It's an amazing show. You need to do some nerd homework, my guy. I'll watch it. It's fucking amazing. Uh, Total Drama Island is S tier. Maybe A. I could give it A. I would say I'm surprised that that should have been an adult swim show. Oh, that wasn't? Okay, I could have sworn it was Canadian. This says it's American reality TV. Oh, no, it just aired at the peak of American reality TV. I'm pretty yes, sure it was mostly Canadian. It's Canadian-centric, yes. And again, I need to emphasize, it should have been an Adult Swim show because as <laughs> a Cartoon Network show, it just felt awkward. Though I tried to show Anna the show because I was like, oh, it's actually pretty good. But I hadn't watched it since I was like 14. Sure. It did not... There was a lot of like pauses where like it didn't feel like stuff was moving fast enough. I'm not gonna lie. I tried watching it like a few weeks ago with Anna. I was like, she might like this. It was, it was kind of like they were talking like this. All right, welcome to the island. I don't want to be here. Oh well, that's terrible. Oh, that does suck. It was kind of like posy like that. It, mm-hmm. it felt weird. Maybe it was just the first episode. But it, Anna wasn't interested, so we didn't continue watching it. I mean, that's a hard sell for 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 her. But I I will if say for her, I'll give it a hard sell. But this, I mean. I, I almost want to say it's worth a watch if if you want to be in that that sphere. Be in like, the loop. Because I know a lot of people still talk about it. There are other shows that happen after this one. Yeah, like each season is like a new version of the show. Yeah, basically. But, but yeah, that's that's I what think, I got to say about it. It should have been Adult Swim. I think if it was on Adult Swim, they could have made better jokes. I wish I great. could be young or younger and watch it again for the first time. Because I, I do feel like Watching it later on is a little harder because it just it doesn't hit as hard because mm. you kind of know what's going to happen. You kind of know how the jokes are going to go. And maybe the humor is different now. I don't know. It feels different trying to watch it again. I did try. Sure. Um, it just felt strange. Yeah. But it was I know it was a good show. It was worth it. Um, Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. You can talk about I didn't know it was Cartoon Network. I'm not going to lie. But. I'm actually so glad it's on this list. Have you not watched it? I haven't. I'm not usually a fantasy guy. What Which I lo- is where I got turned off. What I love about this show is it doesn't explain anything to you. Yeah. And then it clicks at the end. Oh, it's one of those kind of things. It is so amazing. Is it a movie or is it like a show? It, it is a mini series. Okay. So there's about 10 episodes. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. You need to watch it. I'm I telling might. you, it is it. a it is a mind-blowing experience. I have the soundtrack on my Spotify. It's okay. an it's incredible. Um, and I think what, what, what makes it so fantastic is not only does it, it fits this weird vibe where it's not scary, but it fits the like spooky season extremely well. My, uh, my fiance and I watch it every October because it is so good. Fair enough. I don't, I don't even want to spoil it. I'm just saying if you haven't watched it, watch it, watch it. I am telling you, you won't regret it. It's an amazing piece of media. It's incredible. And that's all I'm going to say. No, that's fair. I didn't think about it, but yeah, that makes sense. I would rate it. I would rate it ten out of ten. I have no notes. It's a great show. I guess I'll watch it. Yeah, fair enough. If it's as good as you say it is, and you're willing to make me watch it, I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't even know what that <laughs> is. We don't need to talk about. Uh oh, it's a a spin. Oh boy, it feels like a spinoff of a spinoff. We're not going to talk about that one. Yeah, uh, Chowder. I mean, we talked about Chowder a little bit. Yeah, classic show. Uh, context is Chowder's this kid who's trying to learn how to be a good chef, if I remember correctly. Generally. Yes. Or at least he lives with a good chef. Schnitzel being all rah, 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 rah. There's so, so many good parts. I love Chowder. Chowder I could watch any day. It's got that kind of like humor that's just kind of like random humor. But good random humor. Um, 
you know what I love too about this show? We were talking about mixed media earlier. And I think I think Flapjack does some of this too. It introduced me to a type of um, uh, green screen effects. I don't exactly know what it's called, but it's called like parallaxing. The idea is that you have a static background and the characters... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As they move, their like clothes pattern... Their line art. Yes, moves. their line art moves, but the static um, like clothing pattern in the back does not. So you get so, this really cool effect. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to explain. You just have to kind of see it, but you it's, should see it. It's what I based my avatar off of, the the Cure Nimbus yeah, avatar. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's weird because, again, like he said, the background doesn't move. So it's kind of like, you ever, what's a good way to put this? Think of like, um, okay, you know a lie detector? Yeah. Okay, you know how it's basically, like, the actual paper for it is it's a bunch of needles that, like, vibrate against this piece of paper that rolls? Kind of like a treadmill? Um, it's kind of like that. Sure. Okay, that sounds stupid. But I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you have to go find a clip and watch it, because it is a really cool effect. You're right, parallaxing. Yeah. I think I, that's the, what it's the, called. Well, and the only reason... I'm not even sure that that's called parallaxing. I just know that parallaxing in video games is when you have a background that's so far away... That when your character moves on the foreground, it moves a lot sl more slowly than the uh, foreground. I'm looking it up now. What do you call the clothing effect in Chowder? Um, unmoving plaid. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, self-explanatory. Somebody got a point for the answer. Unmoving plaid. Is, let's see. A subtrope of cheated angle, oftentimes in cartoons. Hmm. Okay, so Chatter, pretty good. Uh, ben 10. Dude. Classic show. A good show. This entire episode is just going to be talking about good cartoons. Dude, Ben 10. Yeah. Masterpiece. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, there was like three series for it, too. And they got better each time. I will say it's one of those shows where if you want to get the best experience, look up a guide that cuts out the filler episodes. Do the same with Adventure Time, too, probably. Yes. Because there's a lot of filler. Regular show, I think, has a bunch of filler in it, too. Or yes, at least the earlier seasons. So for, like, those three shows, if you watch them, you should, as he said, look up, like, a... You can look up lists that tell yes. you what episodes you should watch or which ones are important. But Ben 10, Masterpiece, honestly, I think Ultimate Alien is my favorite series from is Ben 10. Is that the second or the third one? I think that's the third one. Okay, if so, then yes. Yeah. There's a few. There's three or four of them, I think. But well, there's the new one now. Oh, well, we I haven't have watched that. There's there's probably like what nine variations of Ben Ten now. All they, with they they rebooted it like six or seven times. It's ridiculous. They did a reboot where it was basically Teen Titans Go, but Ben Ten. Yeah, that's how it felt. Or that's how it looked at least. I don't and know. I get like the original show is honestly what I love about Ben Ten is it grows up with the viewer. Oh yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Um, there's another show I was just thinking about that does the exact same thing. Oh, it might have been Fiona and Cake. Honestly, because it felt right because it's marked yeah, PG thirteen. It, it does feels, handle a little more adult themes, and they kind of curse and drink and stuff in there. But yeah, I so Ben Ben ten amazing series. I we could talk about it for hours, but what I'll say is it's it's a a, a slice of pop culture that I think has so much relevancy, mm -hmm. and it's because it's it's such a, a unique concept. There's because. Who wouldn't want to be a, a, a 10 year old who could transform into an alien at a press of a button? Any alien. Well, he started with 10, I guess. Yes. But like, after that, like any it's alien. Like, it's like the best part about Pokemon. So, so, yeah, Ben 10 can turn into any alien in the universe. 
He has a little watch that tells him which, like, he can, it has a record of everybody. Somebody once said, who would win, Goku, the Super Saiyan, or Ben 10? Well, and everybody and, unanimously agreed it was Ben 10. And because a, Ben 10's Omnitrix, his watch, when it takes the alien race, it, like, takes the best version of that by putting it through hardships. Yes. Like, or something. I don't know exactly what. So theoretically, he'd be like the ultimate version of Goku or something. So yeah, I thought that could, was interesting. Now, now you could talk about a thousand things like, well, he wouldn't get the the trading prowess or whatever. But Can't be Green Lantern, apparently. Yeah, we so, need to talk about that. There's a death battle you should totally watch and leave a bad comment on because <laughs> it's just a hallmark of what? But yeah, Ben 10, classic series. I love it to bits. Yeah, let's move on. I recently watched, watched it again, but yeah, anyway. We talked about regular show. Uncle Grandpa is something to talk about. And it's the last one on the list, and let me just say, you could skip this one if you wanted to. I don't think anybody's missing anything. By I don't think I watched any of it. I have watched some of it, and what I will say is it did one thing well. Gave you an Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> it was fucking weird. It was quite possibly the weirdest show I've ever watched. It it has all of the abstractism as something like Gumball without any of the humor. Yeah, that sounds about right. It is so weird to watch. Giant realistic flying tiger. I forgot about that guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm not going to... They had a Steven Universe crossover. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Didn't make any sense. Well, but Uncle he, Grandpa doesn't. But he... Uncle Grandpa progressed the plot of Steven Universe, and I was kind of mad about it. Because I was like, this is the weirdest thing <laughs> ever in Steven Universe. It was like... Cause, because Uncle Grandpa's a fourth wall breaker. Yes. He's like a reality jumper kind of thing. He pulls Steven Universe to another dimension. And the other Crystal Gems were like, Steven, where'd you go? And they're all freaking out trying to kill Uncle Grandpa. And he's like, oh, dope, dope, dope. Good morning. And he's just running around and like just taking Steven everywhere. And Steven's like, how do I use my powers or whatever? And he's like, you just have to believe in yourself. And then he like leaves for an episode. That was it. Yeah. It was just the weirdest thing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Skip this show, but if you want to see something crazy, take a take a watch. All right. Are there any Cartoon Network shows we probably might have missed that were worth talking about? Apparently, that was a good one. I didn't think. Um, 13 years? Okay, no, we don't need to talk about Totally Spies. There are some good things about it, but it also created... 13 years? It created a lot of fetishes, and we're not even... Oh, I wasn't even on that point. Yeah, but, but yeah, it was really weird. Okay, this one says that the best show is Dexter's Laboratory, apparently. It's good. It's good. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to make sure there's nothing we missed, because if there's like one that we just... Star Wars The Clone Wars apparently counts. I forgot that was on Cartoon Network. It's good. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I don't hate it. I've just never been a big Star Wars guy, but I know The Clone Wars has been interesting. Oh, dude, I saw a post that was saying weird, real things that happened in The Clone Wars TV show that you would not believe happened. Hold on. Um, list of things that happened in Star Wars Clone Wars that actually happened. Oh yeah, here we go. Stuff that they actually let happen on Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's a list. Alright, you ready? Mm -hmm. Godzilla tried to eat Emperor Palpatine. Hmm. Darth Maul came back from the dead as a crime boss with robot legs and had a giant angry brother named Savage. Nothing too crazy. Jabba the Hutt's uncle was an offensive gay stereotype. Hmm. Palpatine had a gigantic forehead for literally no reason. There was a zombie episode. I don't know how you get a zombie Clone Wars episode. Apparently you do. 
Uh, they named a Jedi, I'm Gonna Die, and then killed him. A senator had a sex robot. All the Twi'leks, or Twi- I don't know what that is, had French accents. Ahsoka got hunted for sport. Anakin had to do elaborate BDSM roleplay with an evil cat lady. Dooku was almost murdered by the, the witches from Macbeth. Don't ask. I don't know either. I don't know who that is. Yoda made contact with Qui-Gon Jinn's ghost, but the other Jedi just thought he had dementia. Um, 0.07 seconds after leaving the Jedi Order, Ahsoka crashed her motorcycle, got a girlfriend, and ended up smuggling drugs for the mob. Uh, let's see. Anakin and Obi-Wan met the physical incarnations of the dark and light sides of the Force, and they looked like a goth drama queen and his cottagecore sister, and both of them were furries. Uh, Ahsoka got bit by an evil rat, which made her evil for a while, and Jar Jar killed a guy. Actually, wait, no. Jar Jar killed a lot of guys. Wait, no. Jar Jar had a girlfriend, Erasure. And his girlfriend was almost killed by the same Macbeth witches. <laughs> I haven't watched the show. I'm waiting to, because Anna's going to make me watch it. But boy, am I excited for whatever uh, weird look, stuff I've is going heard, on. Look, I've heard that it's really good. So I don't know how all these things fit in. But, <laughs> I, I don't want to know necessarily. Although I think David Tennant's in it. Cool. He plays a Jedi or a robot that knows about all lightsabers. Neat. Whatever. You don't have to be interested. That's fine. I just thought it was interesting. All right. Well, that's all the Cartoon Network stuff I can find. Great. I don't know what you want me to do now. Well, that's I all can, I have. We could transition into my topic if you wanted to. What's your topic again? Epic rap battles of history. Oh, right. I'm bad at history. All right. Let's see. How do you want to do this? Well, I could just talk about this. If you haven't seen Epic Rap Battles of History, give it a shot. I think a lot of people, when they first see the thumbnails of Epic Rap Battles of History, they assume it's going to be some low-budget, crappy interpretation of the characters. The thing is, they have extremely talented writers, an extremely talented production team, and they nail the impressions of the characters 80% of the time. I'm sure. I've seen a few. Actually, a good chunk of them now. Um, I've been following Epic Rap Battles of History since, like, 2012. It's pretty amazing. Most of them are pretty good, especially, the, like, the the season finale ones where they bring in more than two people. Oh, Epic Rap Battles of History is where they take two famous people that are similar and they rap against each other. And so it's a lot of, like, diss track type stuff where they make fun of each other well, or and- they... The, the genius of Epic Rap Battles of History is that they genuinely do their research on the historical figures and they present the raps in a way that's easy for everybody to understand if you don't know the history of the characters. That is true. And it also can be like, a, I think some people have watched them in schools. Generally, Legitimately, in yes. Like history uh, class. Especially uh, one of the ones that's always pointed to is the uh, Thomas Jefferson versus, um, uh, what's his name? Frederick Douglass. Because that has a lot of good commentary to talk about our forefathers and how they did some good stuff, but you need to put an <clears throat> asterisk next to the stuff that they did. Um, and, and genuinely, if um, if you enjoy anything in the rap scene, I think you've already heard of Epic Rap Battles of History, but if you haven't, give it a, give it a shot. So I found a, so somebody's top ten. Actually, there's a few different top tens. We can kind of look through them and pick some pop, top favorite ones. That way you don't have to try and remember every favorite one. I you mean, kind of see them and pick. I, I could probably think a couple off the top of my head that I absolutely love. I can tell you my favorite of all time is, uh, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. 
It's Winston Churchill versus. It's on here. I saw it a minute ago. Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, right here. It is. It is an amazing battle not just because they nail the characters but it's incredibly ruthless Mm -hmm. the stylization of the beat and the visuals are unmatched it is i I really think with roosevelt and churchill being as like bold people as they were and very like i'm gonna do the thing and as as much as they were it kind of makes a perfect matchup for two people to go against each other it was so good some of the lines in there are both hilarious and super dark oh my gosh one of them was like uh, uh, hold on. It had something to do with Pearl Harbor. It was like, uh, you'd be over there saying, thank God for Pearl Harbor, because if we didn't join the war, they would have been in, in trouble. Oh, yeah. It, it, dude, that battle is so good. I think my favorite that I, um, it's on this list too, James Bond versus Austin Powers. That was funny. And there's a reason why it was funny. One, Austin Powers, whoever was doing him was great. Oh, maybe I could talk about that too. The, the The show itself was created by two comedians who also rapped. Uh, yeah. Their names are Nice Peter and Epic Lloyd. I'd what, say isn't nice... Danville one of them. Well, no. Okay, so they have guest appearances huh. on on there regularly, and they also have their own production team now. But when it first started, it was just Nice Peter, Epic Lloyd. They had a green screen, and a couple of guys helped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, Zach Sherwin is also a regular on the team that helps with writing uh, lyrics, but the their creative process is incredible. They're awesome actors. What are you looking at? <laughs> Have you seen the movie Whiplash? I've I know what it's about. Okay, it's basically. Sorry, I found it. I'm on Reddit, and there's a little link on the side, and it, I guess it, I guess this is like a what people want to see is an epic rap battle, and it's the guy from Whiplash, Terrence Fletcher, the teacher who's very like aggressive and mean and like rude as shit. Against the guy from the movie School of Rock, Jack Black. Oh, I should also mention... This is funny. On occasion, epic rap battles of history brings in pop culture characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not all history. Like, uh, what are they? Mario and Luigi versus... Um, the Wright Brothers. The Wright Brothers, because they're all brothers. Yeah. Or the four mutant ninja turtles versus the actual artists that were based on. Like, the yes. actual Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Actual Donatello. Leonardo. Yeah. Or, what is this? Bruce Lee versus Clint Eastwood. I mean... They're both historical. I mean, at this point, they're at least a hundred years now, right? Uh, uh, wait, no, sorry, definitely not a hundred years. Yeah, because um, movies. Yes. Well, I'm not good at history. All right, I have never claimed to be good at history, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, what else they got here? Wonder Woman versus Stevie Wonder. That was fun. Well, that's good. Well, it, it and speaking of like really good battles, I think again with with. Keeping an asterisk in mind, the Bruce Lee versus Clint Eastwood battle is the most brutal on their their discography. It should have been Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris, like Death Battle did. Well, know? and we could talk about some of the bad parts about Epic Rappos. Earlier in their career, they weren't taking it as seriously, and and there's I mean there's merit to that, right? It's a comedy first thing, but there are some matchups that could have been better they did. planned. They did Abraham Lincoln versus Chuck Norris, and that's probably the most cringeworthy battle they've ever done. It's like, what's 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 the connection between the two? There is none. They're they're not similar. Well, and they did that a couple of times. They did like Genghis Khan versus the Easter Bunny, and that's universally regarded as one of the most hated ones. Because it's like, why? It got so much better as time went on, but 
there are some good ones too, like Bonnie and Clyde versus Romeo and Juliet. I don't think I've seen that one. It's really good. Doc Brown versus Doctor Who. I think I've seen that. I've, I've seen that when it came out. See, and they've the, the crew has even said that they wish they saved that for later because, again, they took it more seriously as time went on. When they did this battle, they just looked them up on Wikipedia. Batman versus Sherlock Holmes. I remember that one being good because they pulled in Watson and Robin as well. The Batman impression was really bad. I, I agree with that, <laughs> but I think it was supposed to make fun of Adam West's Batman being like really. It's supposed to be the Dark Knight, but oh, I thought it was supposed to be Adam. No, West. it's supposed to be because the Dark Knight. They do the whole walking up the building gag and stuff. Yeah, no, that's because of Robin. Robin is based off of the Adam West. Oh, but the Batman in there is supposed yes, to be dark. that's supposed to be. I dark thought Knight. it was supposed to be Adam West's one. Yeah, no, it's Robin. really bad. It's really bad. That does sound really bad. Um. Ash Ketchum versus Charles Darwin. Evolution versus Evolution. That one is hilarious. Mozart versus Skrillex. I mean, I don't know why there's hate between the two of them, but whatever. Well, and and to be fair, I think the the one that the the, the battle that they did before this was uh, Beethoven versus Justin Bieber, and they said they regret regret that video because they just dunk on Justin Bieber for the entirety of the video. Okay, wait, wait. You you think Justin Bieber has some merit? I think that Justin Bieber got way too much hate, and now he's fucked up. That's probably fair too. Like they got it. a lot of hate. I I don't want I don't want to hate him. I just didn't like anything he did. Well, and he's just a circumstance of the music industry. If you see him now, he's really messed up. Kind like, of Britney Spears story. Yeah, like Justin it's, Bieber. It's real. It sucks. I I hate to say it, but um, uh, be, beyond what what I was saying with that, my point was with the Mozart versus Skrillex one, they gave Skrillex a little more merit. But yeah, like Skrillex is fine. He's they, good. But they really set him up to fail. He said lines like, you're a nobody. Everybody knows me. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know anybody that hasn't heard the word Mozart. Yeah, exactly. Like they set they set Skrillex up to fail in that battle. But they did give him some merit in that he did set up an entire genre of the music industry. He still produces on tracks today. Oh, I'm sure. I've, I've heard a few things. Uh, Jack the Ripper versus Hannibal Lecter. I love that battle. That one sounds pretty good. It's so sinister. Serial killer maximum. Um, oh, Ivan the Terrible versus Alexander the Great versus uh, Poppy versus Catherine the Michi. That that ben battle Medici. is universally, like, it is considered one of their best battles. It's, it's, it's so well done for how many characters are in there. What I like about epic rap battles, it, well, from what I've seen, is when they do a basic one that's like 1v1. And then they pull in more characters like, that are similar. Like Ronald McDonald versus Burger King, where the two are rapping, and then at the end, Wendy's jumps in. Yeah, yeah, or um, Stan Lee versus Jim Henson. And then suddenly oh, Disney, that's... the company, comes in and is like, I own both of you, so shut up and get me money. <laughs> Dude, that's one of my... If that if I had a top 10 ERB, that would be probably number three. It's a good one. It's so good. Um, Oh, my, my favorite, James Bond versus Austin Powers. It pulls in like three or four of the James Bonds. It, so it pulls... So it, it has the most recent James Bond as of that video releasing with Austin Powers, and then they bring in the Sean Connery one. I thought they had three of them. No. No, I'm pretty sure there's three. I'm 100% certain that there is a total of three people in the battle. It is Austin Powers, Sean Connery, and then the most recent, James Bond. He's fact-checking now, even though you're talking to me. It's just the three of them. Man, I really thought there was... Dang, I, I'm sorry. I thought I really did think that, because I must be thinking of this little picture where they're fighting each other. Um, well, it's not showing up. The way I thought, like this right here, where it's, I thought it was the three of them and Oz Powers on the side, like, 
Well, he is. Okay, whatever. Point made. Yes. Sean Connery versus um, Daniel oh, Craig. If you want to talk another amazing rap battle, the Joker versus Pennywise. Oh, that was a good one. I remember that one. That's probably number one for me. Yeah. yeah. I, very close with Winston Churchill and Teddy Roosevelt. So, so good. The way that they portrayed the characters, the makeup in that one is so good. <laughs> Darth Vader versus Hitler. Okay, that... Although, it shouldn't have been Darth Vader. I think it should have been Emperor Palpatine. Because well, cause Darth Vader's actually not, like, that bad of a guy. He's Anakin Skywalker, who just had really shit luck, and then ended up being a Sith. Well, but, no, like, Palpatine was more of a Hitler comparison, I would consider. Yeah, but uh, rapping as Palpatine is not nearly as cool. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's my rap. I don't know. That's fair. Um, well, there's some apparently aggressive comments. Mozart and Skrillex need a trilogy. What's so important about Vader and Hitler? What does that even mean? <laughs> You're looking at weird websites, man. I don't know. Um, Steve Jobs versus Bill Gates is pretty good. I mean, a lot of their earlier battles have a lot of merit. I, I just like more of their recent stuff because of the production they, value. Yeah, they get better as they go on. Yeah. Um, Steven Spielberg versus Alfred Hitchcock. That's that one of those battles classic. where they bring a bunch of people in. Yeah. They have um, Quentin Tarantino and yeah. um, Stanley Kubrick. Exactly. And, All of them biggies. I think yeah. Michael Bay was in there. Yes. It, they make, the funniest part is throughout the entire battle, they make all of them have bars against Michael Bay. Like, you make things like Michael Bay. And then he shows up in the end and is like, yeah, I do. Suck it. I make tons of money. <laughs> I blow shit up. It's great. Yeah. It's Transformers hilarious. for the fifth time. Yeah. Um, Stephen King, Edgar Allan Poe. That's good. Yeah. Classic. Um, oh, so they had two presidential ones. Three. Three. What was the third one? Uh, they did Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney. And then they pulled somebody in. Was it Abe Lincoln? Yes. Abe Lincoln comes in at the end. The second one that they did was Trump versus Hillary. The third one that they did was Trump versus Biden. Okay. And they're going to have another one when the next presidents come out. That makes sense. Um, this one. Eastern versus Western philosophers. Oh, I see Nietzsche. Yeah, Nietzsche. Confucius. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's good. this one looks like it'd be fun. Have you not seen this one? Deadpool versus Boba Fett. It, it's very fun. I feel like I might have. It the sounds thing is, familiar. It's a little dated because this came out before the Boba Fett TV show. Oh, well, I mean, it's fair. Um, Let's see. Goku versus Superman. Eh. I hate that combat. I hope everybody's like, who would win? Goku versus or Superman. It'd be Goku, right? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Here's the thing. I think if you try to compare the two, you just don't understand the characters. Like, the, the, the point of those characters in their stories is that they can overcome any obstacle. It's like if you put One Punch Man against Superman, be like, who would win? The guy who wins every fight in One Punch? Or the guy who's just apparently really good at everything? It's like, I don't... Probably the guy with the One Punch power the real because answer, he's supposed to. The real answer is whoever the writer decides wins. Exactly. That's the That's the answer. This is how we get Green Lantern beating Ben 10. That's right. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson versus Elvis. That's hilarious. It's a really good battle. Dr. Seuss and Shakespeare. That one kind of sucks, and it's because of the end. Why do they? Oh, oh, apparently Shakespeare's entire first verse was written in iambic meter. It, it's, it's fun to watch until the end because they have... Um, epic lloyd playing his things one and two and they just shift his voice pitch really high it's so annoying <laughs> um frank sinatra versus freddie mercury another one of their earlier battles i feel like they did frank sinatra pretty dirty they set up freddie mercury to win from the start 
Oh yeah, here's that Abe Lincoln and Chuck Norris. It's really bad. I mean, Abe Lincoln was reportedly very strong. He was like a he would lift like hundreds of pounds of stone and shit like that because he was actually a really strong. He was really tall too. Yeah, he was actually a really beasty guy. But I don't know. When you think of Abe Lincoln, you don't necessarily think that. You think, oh, he's like the president who freed the slaves and like. Well, and more things have come out recently to change the public perception. Again, when you talk about our forefathers, you have to put an asterisk because. Yeah. They did some bad stuff. Oh, yeah. And and that's undeniable. But what I don't like is that they put Abe Lincoln versus Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's just a weird combo. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, Napoleon, uh, the dictator versus Napoleon uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. That sounds like pretty fun. It's all right. Um, just be, uh, let's see. We talked Blackbeard versus Al Capone. That one was actually sponsored by Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, that makes sense. It's it's pretty good. Um, we talked about that one. I don't know. Any more we haven't talked about? I mean, we don't have to go through every single battle. Here's the deal. I think... Oh, we got to talk about this one, though. This one was a good... Wait. What? Wasn't no, it that's... Billy Mays and uh It was the, the Shane guy? Wow guy. Yeah. Wait, no, there was, there was Billy Mays and the other guy. So Billy Mays dies after his first verse. Oh, that's right. I was like, I thought there was another one in there. Yes, it, and then the ShamWow guy comes and finishes the job. Oh, that's what it is. My bad. I thought yeah. the ShamWow guy was Billy Mays. No. Hi, Billy Mays here. I thought he was the ShamWow guy. No, Billy Mays had the, um, he had the other product. Cool. The other product it is. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. It, <laughs> it's I just fine. know it's... Because the, the other guy... Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. So then, hold on. OxyClean? Oh, there's apparently a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, OxyClean is what he's most known for. The Samurai Shark. What is the Samurai Shark? A knife sharpener? Kaboom? Oh, it's a type of putty. Wait. Mario and Luigi? I don't know, man. Hercules hook? Something strong? Cool stuff. Anyway. Anyway, if, if you haven't checked out Epic Rap Battles of History, give it a listen. I, one of my guiltiest pleasures is watching a YouTube reactions to Epic Rap Battles of History because you get into it, man. It's really it's really awesome. There's a trilogy for Hitler versus Vader? How do you not know this? Yes, there I are didn't three know. videos. Why? Uh, because it's their most popular videos, people ask for a sequel, a sequel. So they made a sequel, and then they were like, you have to do a trilogy. And then they did the trilogy, and then they said, we're never doing this again. They, this, they, this How is much their... info could there be? It's not, about versus the, Vader. it's not about the info, it's about the disses. And let me tell you, Hitler versus Vader 3 had the most killer last bar in the series. It, it won. is Vader. I was going to say, I hope it wasn't Hitler. That'd be kind of bad. It's, it's weird when you're talking about it. You're like, you don't want to say this. But most people agree that Hitler won the second one. Because Vader was very mediocre in that one. But it's universally regarded that, yeah. Hitler. I mean, they're characters. They're yes. not, yeah, It's not like we're saying Hitler was great or nothing like that. We're Let's saying... ju- you know what? Let's make it official. Guys, Hitler was a terrible dude. Yeah, if you didn't know, I mean, he's actually not Hitler that good of a sucks. guy. sucks. He's an asshole. Let's also just say Stalin, asshole, fucking stupid. Not as bad as Hitler, though, probably. No, he killed more people. But was he as bad as Hitler was? Yes. 
Okay, fair enough. Stalin was horrible. Horrible. How did did Hitler end up being the really bad guy that everybody talks about? Because he was the most publicized during World War II. He was the big enemy to go after because he was... He was taking uh, people from other nations and putting them into concentration camps. Stalin yeah. was taking his own people and putting them into concentration camps. <laughs> that's pretty bad, isn't yes. it? Yes. That's an oh, you know the Kingsman movie. So you watched the you watched the two Kingsman movies. Yes, I did. There's a third one that you might like more because it's very historical about World War One. I. I don't like the first two because it's too it's too Hollywood movie. Okay, the, number three is not, or it's not even number three. It's different. It's not called. King the Kingsman, or sorry, it's not called um, like Kingsman the Golden Circle or Kingsman the Secret Service. It's just called the Kingsman. No, the King's Man is what it is. It's different. It's very different. It's like a war movie. I don't right. know. You'd like it. On the on the subject of oh, because at the end of it, there's like a post credit scene where it's like Stalin, Hitler, and Mussolini meet, and they're like going to be the problem for the next one. I guess that's hilarious. That reminds me of like when um. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've heard that at the end of Oppenheimer, they have like a Marvel-esque cameo where freaking Einstein steps in. He's like, wow, this is troubling. And it's like, <laughs> what is he going to do? <laughs> he, he didn't make the atom bomb, did he? Uh, no, he actually, he, he during the war effort, he did contribute some theories that helped. What's he going to do? I don't know. It was just a Marvel like <laughs> What's he going to do? Again. It's hilarious. Einstein, no. No, he's got AirPods in. Einstein, no. Yeah, it was hilarious. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I think I think we can move on from from there are two topics and talk about some pop culture news. I have a couple of things to talk about. I have to jog my memory because there are a lot of things happening. I'm waiting for Spider Man Two to come out. I've already pre ordered it. I, I know you didn't play it, but I've been waiting for the game. I, I watched Jack Septiguy play through um, the Miles Morales and. and Number two looks amazing. It looks better. You can play as Miles Morales or as Peter and go like back and forth kind of thing real time. That's cool. Uh, Venom's the big bad and Craven is the big bad. Ooh. So it's going to be like hunting stuff. I don't know much about Craven. I really don't. But he's a hunter, right? Like has this whole kind of shtick. Yeah, he's like a, he's a big game hunter, but he has like supernatural strength. and Yeah. So he's going to be the big bad guy. It's kind of like a, like a non-popular character bad guy kind of in the way that um mr negative was sure yeah. in the first one it was like oh it's a cool character just not like a very popular one that people know yeah about. yeah so venom's the popular one while craven is like the less popular one that they yeah. wanted to bring out yeah but it looks really good and i'm waiting it comes out soon i i, I pre-ordered it it's gotta be like a week or two from now and i'm gonna be playing that non-stop as a small side tangent what i do like you know that Marvel Snap is a huge part of my existence. I, yeah, I play it too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really good game. What I love is in that game, they so Craven's ability is that whenever oh, a card yeah. moves there, he gets power. I was using that deck for so long. All the Spider-Man cards move. I had them so all. He, like, so the idea that he's a villain who gets more powerful because of the Spider-Man cards is so flavorful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had it. I I use that deck until the Loki stuff came out, and that's yes. what I was using. And I was actually doing really well with it, and yeah, I like that. That was a good little synergy. Yes, that was, and Vulture too. Yes, Vulture. Vulture was great with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny how they flavor things in that game. But I, I, so speaking of new things that are coming out, um, uh, have you have you seen that a lot of the promotional material for Loki is using AI art? I haven't. I watched the first episode. I liked it. I didn't know about any AI art stuff, but I Wait, haven't been looking. 
Well, okay. Have, so have you watched the Loki TV show to begin with? Yeah, I, I just said I watched the first episode of season two. Okay, so... It came out on uh, Friday. Yeah, so I'm I'm personally saving it to binge. That's just how yeah. I enjoy... Con- I, I learned my mistake after WandaVision. That killed oh, yeah, me yeah. every week. I was oh, like, I, God dang it. I'm a patient guy. I pretty much only live to wait. So, um, I'll tell you, it's been good so far. The first episode was good. Um, it has the guy from um, Indiana Jones, the... I think he's... I could be wrong. No, it's Vietnamese... Whatever the kid was in Indiana Jones, the second one. Oh, are you talking about Short Round? Yeah, he's in. He's in there. He plays a character named Ouroboros, who's like the mechanic for all of the TVA. Oh, he's actually really funny. Um, but he's in there too. It's a cool little like ca- uh, not really a cameo, but like a cool like actor connection. Um, the episode's great. The first one. Um, I really wish I could tell you more, but there's only one episode, so yeah, there's only so much. Yeah, no. When when the whole show comes out, I'll be happy to talk about it. I just prefer binging because I I really thought they were what a lot of shows have been doing lately with the releases is they give you the first two episodes or maybe three. Sure. And this one only gave you the first one, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but whatever. But but yeah, to 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 explain what I was talking about during the like weeks leading up to Loki season one, there was a bunch of promotional art, like posters and things that were released. And there were obvious flaws with the art, and it was so clearly AI made using like Mid Journey or something. That was probably all before the writer's strike kind of ended up lately. Uh, well, and and it's 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 a hard line to talk about. I don't think that we need to make a stance on it on this podcast because nah. honestly, I don't I don't really have a stance. I don't know. I just want to watch some good stuff, and I understand where like it. I don't want to say I understand where the companies are coming from because I really don't understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I understand enough to know that there was not enough important stuff coming. Or, sorry, the workers weren't being treated as properly as they should have been. Yes. And the companies are trying to make some cheap bucks. So, like, I mean, I'm making a general stance of, like, I guess I assume the writers were in the right. I, I don't know. You're right. I don't know enough to know, like, all right, this is the right position. What I will say is unions are good, so we can say support unions. Generally, yes. Yes, important important to support unions. And when it comes to AI stuff, let's cool our jets on it, okay? I feel like we need to give it some time to develop before we do anything. AI isn't AI like people think it is. It's just... Uh, computer program finds patterns. It's a buzzword. Patterns. It's a buzzword. It's I, a buzzword. Everybody's using it nowadays. Yes. And it doesn't a, mean like, anything. AI in the sense that it's supposed to be meant is like a machine thinking like us. But it's you, the term is being used right now to describe machine learning, which is... Yeah. For anybody that doesn't entirely know, AI nowadays is a complete... Not a complete lie, but it is almost a lie in terms of how it's being used. AI nowadays is simply... Oh, I wrote a computer program that can recognize patterns and, like, finish the pattern or go off of that pattern. Yes. Whether it's a sentence or, like, if you ask it a question and it answers it, it's because it's found a pattern where somebody asked a question similar or something like that. And it knows what it should say next to make that make sense. Yes. Like, it's not really thinking. It's just kind of like, oh, I can fill in that blank. Yeah, it's pattern recognition. It's exactly it. So anyway, uh, that that's, uh, I guess AI is, is pop culture news. I think that's relevant to... Anything else pop culture-y? Uh, oh, have you seen, um, I don't know how much you follow the YouTube animation scene, but have you ever heard of Glitch Productions? I feel like you've mentioned them, but maybe, maybe not. Have you, have you heard of Murder Drones? No, probably not in the context you're thinking. Okay, so 
They're an independently funded YouTube channel that makes animations. They're incredibly talented. They recently just hired two of my favorite animators on the platform, Gooseworks and uh, Kevin Temmer. And there's a new show coming out, like, on the 13th called uh, The Amazing Digital Circus. Dang. It's a... We were just talking about abstractism. It's a completely abstract show. The premise of it is that it's based in a 90s computer game on a circus. And your main... The main What do you mean on a circus? What does that mean? So, so it's based around and in a circus. Oh, so it's like a 90s game at a circus. Yeah, like a point-and-click adventure, kind of. Okay, yeah, yeah, But it. the main character gets brought in, and every one of the characters in the show was a person, but is now turned into a character. And they're trying to figure out who they were before, and the guy who runs the circus is insane. Um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy show. I would say if you want to watch it for anything, watch it for the animation. It is really stellar. And I'm all for supporting independent artists. That's what I'm excited for. Fair enough. I feel like I had another pop culture thing. Uh, FNAF movies coming out sometime soon. Dude, I'm super excited. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, there's been some theories like the cupcake might be one of the souls or we something. De- we definitely need to go together. I know that Gail It's going to be on it. Peacock, so I think we can watch it here. Oh, cool. So, not that I don't want to support movie theaters. I went to watch Saw 10, so I've already kind of went recently i i i do want to go to the theater just to get the ex- audience experience we could do that and they might have some cool like movie bucket things oh yeah yeah anna does not like regal cinemas as much as anything else i don't know why i like regal cinemas personally yeah i'm a, I'm a fan we went to amc saw 10 was great by the way i don't know if you've gotten to the saw movies <sighs> I, saw I 10 was so, amazing i got so tired after four <laughs> Saw 10 is, a, you can watch that one separate. It's like its own separate thing. It doesn't really connect to the other ones. Premise is that John Kramer jigsaw himself before he like, before Saw 2, um, or Saw 3, whatever the one where he's getting brain surgery. Before that, he goes to this place in Mexico. I, th- I think it's Mexico. It's maybe like. Does it have the orange tilt on the filter? It doesn't. I don't think. Okay. Cool. It really doesn't. If, if it is, it's very minor, but it's not like pure orange, you know? Um, he goes to this, to this experimental treatment and he finds that gets scammed. He gets purely scammed out of everything. He gives them like hundreds of thousands of dollars and they didn't do anything. They faked him out. So he's like, oh, I'm getting my comeuppance against these like five people that scammed me out of all my money. And so it's like him starting to build his traps. Mm, it's actually okay. really good. Um, and it shows like it. <laughs> It's one of the only Saw movies where you're like, oh, I want John to win. And you're like, I want him. He is the good guy of this movie. As weird as he is not a good guy, in this movie, he is the good guy. And okay, Amanda well, okay. is also a good guy, too. In in literature, you call that a, the protagonist and the antagonist, right? He's the protagonist. Yes. He's not a good guy. He's the protagonist. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's the character that we're supposed to follow and root for. He also, you can kind of like see where... His his philosophy is like a killer is generally like, okay, only if you do bad things do bad things happen to you. Obviously, there are examples in, in the franchise where that's not entirely true. And and, so, and there's some cases where it's like his like his lackeys, like Amanda is the problem there where she's like not very good at her job. Hoffman has problems. But like in this one, like he has like a kid gets like set to one of his traps. And he's like, I won't do it because it's a kid. He mm-hmm. did nothing wrong. Like, well, I'm not going to do anything to that kid. So it's actually, if you haven't seen it, and you are maybe interested, it is so worth a watch. Okay. And it's different. You don't need to watch all the other ones. It's its own movie. Uh, maybe I'll give it a shot then. I just got so tired after four. I, was I like, get it. It is. It, it breaks the mold a little bit. I was 
watching it, wondering where all the regular stuff in all the other movies was because it wasn't there. Mm. It's very different in a good way. It's actually gotten probably better reviews than all of them, I think. Yeah. Like, um, like if I look right now, they're thinking about making a Saw 11 at this point because of how well this one's been doing. Um, 4.4. That's not bad. Um, some people saying beautiful and brutal at the same time. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too much of a fanatic for it. This was really a John Kramer movie, less yes. of a Saw movie. It's good. It's right. very different, worth a watch. Yeah, I'll check it um, out. I've heard good things. I mean, you can see this is like 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I think it's just because they're tired of watching Saw movies. But I I mean, look, man, uh, the, the horror industry has a really bad sequel problem. It does. It really does. They always want to make sequels. And sometimes, okay, a sequel's good. But it's usually because it's surrounded by a bunch of really bad sequels. Well, and usually if you make a sequel, it's because you want to continue telling a story. That's the majority of a reason you do a sequel. The reason that horror movies do a sequel is because they want to make more money. Yeah. Almost universally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, that That's interesting. Are, are there any other interesting things coming out this month? Movie-wise, kind of stuff like that, I don't know. I think I talked about all the things that I'm looking forward to. Wait. I don't know. Thanksgiving? Did you hear about that movie? No. It's like a it's like a killer movie, like a slasher flick, but a, oh, a pilgrim. <laughs> Fucking. It's a Sony Pictures movie. I think it looks a little stupid, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be good. It's it's called Thanksgiving. I don't know why it's not up here. Um, it's supposed to come out, I guess, November. Uh, okay, I don't know what any of those are. Yeah, I don't think there's anything exciting beyond, like, the FNAF movie. Anna's really into Taylor Swift, so she's going to watch the Eras Tour movie thing, concert. Oh, okay. But what doesn't make Okay, I'm not a big Taylor Swift person. I don't hate people that like Taylor Swift. I don't hate Taylor Swift. I just don't I have, care. like, I have three of her songs on my playlist. I, I just, I, I, I just don't care as much. I don't hate her. Nope, don't, don't come after me. I just don't like Taylor Swift that much. I'm personally an Ariana Grande person. But Taylor Swift, Anna went and watched her concert, the Eras concert, which I think is it's it's where it's just like all her music kind of like played throughout. Mm-hmm. Something like that. She went to the concert a few months ago, and now she's going to go to the theater to watch the same concert in the Eras Tour movie, which I'm pretty sure the Eras Tour movie thing is just the concert. Maybe I'm wrong and I'm missing something here. Maybe I'm it's pretty- a documentary. It might be. I'm pretty sure it's just the concert, though. <laughs> it's a documentary. No, no, no. Immerse yourself in this once-in-a-lifetime concert film experience. Well, and oh, there's a, a history-making. Film. Yes, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of behind the scenes okay. and stuff. That's a little bit. I thought you were just gonna watch the concert again. I was like, you were there in person. <laughs> yeah, Why no, are you watching? It I, th- I the think there's a little more merit, but yeah, it's that's... almost three hours long. Okay, well, either way, I'm sure that uh, if you like Taylor Swift, that sounds like it's good. Yeah, I, I, you know, other than the the things that we talked about, I think I think we can we can probably wrap up here. A lot of exciting things. Uh, we talked about cartoons and epic wrap out of history. Yeah, talk about all the things that are coming out. I th- I think we pretty much covered a lot of it. Great. So, thank you so much for listening. If you do want to follow me or any of the things that Tron's are doing, you can check out my YouTube channel at Kieran Nimbus. 
Yeah. I've slowed down posting recently just because I've, I've fallen out of a passion streak, but I'm going to get back on it, especially with new things that are happening. And he's got a good funny video coming out once he's done editing it. Yes, yes. I don't it, know how much you like spoiling stuff, so I'm not going to say anything. It's, it's, let's just say it's a big video. It's going to be a big hit or a big miss. How so. long is it, like half an hour-ish? Uh, yeah, it's about 40 minutes. 40 minutes? It's It's got some cool inspiration going into it. So yeah, if uh, if you want to follow me at all the places, it's at Kiernimbus. I do Twitter threads, all the places, and uh, yeah. Anything else to say? Uh, do school, eat drugs, and don't sleep on veggies. Thanks for listening.